All right, welcome to Choir Talks. This week I was reading in the book of Matthew and got to chapter 17. It's really, uh, it contains an amazing story and one I want us to look at a little bit today. This, the Choir Talks might be a little more Bible study oriented than devotion, uh, but it's really, it's a cool story. And uh, I'm sure, I'm 100% sure that I don't understand all the significance of this event, but I think we should think deeply about it. Uh, it was super important to those who witnessed it. And what I'm talking about is th- what we call the transfiguration. Let me read you the text from Matthew chapter 17. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love, and in him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Then the disciples heard, when the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said, don't be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one there except Jesus. All right, two of the three that were there on that mountain with Jesus uh, wrote about this event later on as they wrote New Testament uh, books. It was a super important event to them. And and years later, it was still something that, that they were remembering. Um, here's how they, they wrote about it. John alluded to it in his gospel. He said in chapter 1, he said, We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only. Peter wrote about it in Second uh, Peter. He said, We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. So both the writers remember this event. John just alludes to it. Peter details it out. It was an amazing uh, event. It's one of the many times in the Bible when the physical world is sort of like rolled back and you see the spiritual reality that is going on. That's kind of what I see this as. Um, as, a, as a, For instance, um, the story of Moses uh, going to the mountain to see the burning bush and then hearing the voice of God and having a conversation with God, that's, that's an example of, of a time when the physical world kind of rolls back and the spiritual world is is there and obvious and interacts with with someone. And so um, this transfiguration is maybe the king of those kind of events in the Bible. It's one of the most dramatic uh, as we see, uh, as the disciples have known Jesus uh, in his, his, his physical self, and they've come to understand more and more about who he was as the Son of God. But in this event, all of a sudden, it just goes to a whole new level of understanding. Matthew chapter 17 that records the transfiguration comes after Matthew 16, uh, in which uh, 
um, Peter makes his famous exclamation, he says, to Jesus, he says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And so he has this, this deep view of who Jesus was. And yet, as in the next few verses, uh, we come to see that Peter really doesn't understand all of what that means. And uh, he's still looking for Jesus to be an earthly king and set up an earthly kingdom. And uh, so when we turn the page to chapter 17, he gets this deeper understanding of who Jesus was. What is the significance of this event? Um, this is the part that I know I don't understand all of, but um, obviously I think part of the significance is for us to see a deeper glimpse and understanding of the deity of Christ. I think that's what the um, disciples walked away with, and I think that's evidence in the writings that we just read from their, their later books. Now they understood as, um, as the spiritual world was open to them, uh, they understood even more deeply that Jesus was the Messiah. Up till this point, they had seen him do works of power, but now they have seen his heavenly glory. Uh, it's interesting also here that Moses and Elijah appear and talk with Jesus. If you read um, the account in Luke, and by the way, all four Gospels recorded an account of this event. Um, Luke, uh, when he details it out, he gives us extra detail, which is that Moses and Elijah are speaking with Jesus about his upcoming death and about his leaving the earth. Um, but it's interesting that these two figures in particular appear here. Um, they are there to discuss with Jesus what is upcoming, but they're also there in a, as a symbolic presence. Uh, Moses represents the law. Of course, he was the, the conduit through which God gave us the Ten Commandments and, uh, and the law in the Old Testament. Elijah, the greatest of the prophets, perhaps, represents the prophets in general. And so as they are standing there with Jesus, they represent the law and the prophets, both of which Jesus came and fulfilled. The law gave us God's holy standard for living, and it helped, helped us to see the problem of sin. And then in Jesus, the uh, solution to that sin is found. Elijah represents prophets who saw glimpses of the Messiah who was yet to come. And then in Jesus, all of their prophecies about him are fulfilled. So Jesus fulfills all of that. This whole encounter reminds me of Moses' encounter with God on Mount Sinai. And by the way, both Moses and Elijah had an encounter with God on Mount Sinai. Uh, but Moses in particular went up onto this mountain, just like Jesus did, uh, and there he experienced God's presence as he was receiving the law. The Bible um, tells us there he saw the glory of God, and as he came down, the glory of God rested on his face. In fact, he had to put a veil over his face so that he wouldn't frighten the uh, Israelites as, as they saw him. Uh, but the, the glory on his face eventually faded. The transfiguration is different because the glory of God doesn't come over and shine on Jesus' face. It, it emanates. Em, emanates from who he is. It doesn't rest on him, and it doesn't fade. Uh, when Paul writes a, uh, the book of 2 Corinthians, um, he tells us about the law and Moses getting this glory on his face, and then he says that, that it fades. 
but that the, the law, the new coming of Jesus and the new covenant uh, does not fade. It is, has an unfading glory. Um, as a worship pastor, I recognize uh, Peter's response when he says, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Let's put up a, a tent and just stay here in this place. Uh, for a couple of reasons, I identify with Peter. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, I, I've been there. You know, sometimes you have this deep moment and experience God's presence, and you just don't know what to say or what to do. I've I've stood in front of congregations when I've I've sensed that, and and I've uh, been a little bit like Peter, like let's just why don't we put up a tent and just not knowing what to say, uh, just filled the space with meaningless words. So. Um, The second reason I identify with him is that I think as I have understood worshipers, a lot of times they have an experience with God's presence that is significant to them, and they also want to put up a tent. They want to camp out right in that space and and do something man-made just to bottle up the experience that they've had. But the problem there is focusing on the experience and focusing on trying to recreate that experience in a man-made way. Um, You know, sometimes we try to hang on to that experience or recreate it if we just sing that one special song or if we are in that one special church or that one special place, then we'll have that same experience again. But that's not the way it works. Um, and the issue for us is when we do that, we're focusing on the experience and not on Jesus. And that was what Peter did incorrectly here. And so God interrupts him in his flow of thought. And he says, this is my beloved son. With him, I am well pleased. Listen to him. And you might recognize those words, by the way. That draws us back to the baptism of Jesus where God also spoke and said, this is my beloved son. In him I am well pleased. He said the same thing. But here in the transfiguration, he adds the words, listen to him. This harkens back again to an experience uh, where Moses is speaking in Deuteronomy chapter 18. He he says to the children of Israel, he says, um, The Lord God will raise up for you one day a prophet who is like me. You are to listen to him. So, what are our takeaways here? Second um, Corinthians 3 is a great parallel passage where um, Paul t- teaches us about the glory that's shown on um, Moses' face, but then he says that we all with unveiled faces, uh, as we contemplate the glory of the Lord, that we are being transformed into that image from glory into to glory. Uh, so one takeaway is that we are to seek out God's glory as worshipers, and we're to to contemplate it. And as we do that, we're to let it change us, or it does change us. It transforms us into the image of Christ as we worship him. Um, Another takeaway is that that phrase, listen to him, that really sticks out to me. When we have those experiences where heaven and earth meet and we uh, understand and recognize the presence of God, then instead of trying to build a tent, what we need to be doing is to focus on Jesus and his words and listen to him. Also, a takeaway might be that uh, this event, when, when God spoke to them in a miraculous way in, a, in the spiritual world, just entered into their physical world, that experience changed them 
for years to come. They remembered it, and it impacted them, and it impacted the way they shared about who Jesus was. Uh, so we should also be changed. Let those moments when God speaks to you make a difference to you, not only in the way that you live, but also in the way that you speak about him. Hope you guys have a great week. Thank you.